0: This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Perticchese, and thank you for joining me as always. Here Buster series is upon us. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the 2024 NFL draft quarterback tiers. These tiers are exclusive to Saturday to Sunday. We created these tiers years ago that kind of cater in our, our analysis on these players. Draft projection, fantasy dynasty projection to kind of morph it in to one thing. So whether it's It's not just for fantasy. It's not just for the NFL draft. It's not just film evaluation. It kind of groups it all together in terms of what we kind of see these guys and how we make up these tiers. So we're going to get right into it tonight. We're going to do the quarterback show tonight. Next episode is going to be a combine preview. Then obviously we'll have the nightly combine recap shows. And then after the combine and the dust settles, then we will do running back, wide receiver, tight end tier buster shows before we start bringing on great guests from the industry to kind of help us pick their brain a little bit. Some of the talk about quarterbacks, some of the talk running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, some other guests before the NFL draft. And before you know, we'll be late into April and it'll be draft weekend. So let's get right into it. Let's start as we always do with me discussing the tiers. So these are exclusive S-to-S tiers at the quarterback position exclusively. The first tier is made up of a first-round selection in the NFL Draft, a guy who would be a late-round-one, early-round-two dynasty rookie pick in one quarterback leagues, a round-one dynasty rookie pick in superflex or two quarterback leagues. Considered potential franchise quarterbacks. ETA is day one or sometime on year one. Or in a rare circumstance, the beginning of year two. So our tier one quarterbacks are guys who we consider potential franchise quarterbacks. To be selected in round one of the NFL draft. Round one of rookie drafts with super flex or two quarterback drafts. Late round one or round two of dynasty rookie drafts where it's one quarterback league. The guys that make up my tier one and fit that criteria are Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and J.J. McCarthy. Now, within that tier, if you listen to the most recent episode, I did talk about there is a break for me, but based on those characteristics of first-round NFL draft pick, potential franchise quarterback, round one rookie drafts of a superflex two quarterback leagues, JJ McCarthy fits into the tier one criteria. But inside of that tier, there is a there is a separation for me. Caleb Williams, Jayden Daniels, and Drake May are guys that I consider guys that I'd be comfortable taking top five of the NFL draft. J.J. McCarthy fits a lot of that criteria, but I still think he's more of, I said, late teens through the 20s. I think he's going to get pushed into the top 10, but I just think there's a little bit more question marks with him. I'm not going to get into all the J.J. McCarthy stuff. If you hadn't listened to the most recent episode, I spent like 20 minutes talking J.J. McCarthy on the previous episode. So that's kind of my tier one. Caleb Williams, Jane Daniels, Drake May. If you've been listening to me for a long time this year, I did have Drake May at number two and Jaden Daniels at number three until recently. Watching more film, it's impossible to watch this year's film and not come away amazingly impressed with Jaden Daniels. His playmaking ability, his touch and accuracy vertically down the field, the way he was able to carry his team on his back, his second reaction plays, his ability to improvise. Traits that are critical at the next level to be an elite franchise quarterback. A guy who can carry an offense, win a Super Bowl, win playoff games. You need some of those traits. Whether it translates for Jane Daniels is unknown, but he possesses those traits. He possesses those traits in college. Able to carry a team on his back, make game-changing plays with not only his arm, but also his legs. The development and growth he has shown as a player speaks volumes of him also. So Jaden Daniels at two, Drake May at three, still think Drake May has all the physical traits. I think everything I thought about Justin Herbert coming out, I think of Drake May. They are very much clones in my eyes. Their size, their frame, their athleticism, their arm talent... Question marks about maybe some bad decision-making or inconsistencies in college. I think sometimes Herbert was trying to do too much at Oregon. I think for sure Drake May was trying to do too much at UNC. And then Caleb Williams. The package is as special of a prospect as we've seen in terms of the arm talent, the second reaction plays, the throwing off structure, the throwing on the run, Ball placement, but I do think, and I've talked about this during the year. I think his personality, and I don't know it, and I'll never be, I'll never get that opportunity to have a conversation with him. But I think there's some things he's going to have to answer. And for me, not any of that nonsense that's that people have questioned. To me, it's on the football field and during the football game. There were just times that when the team struggled and you looked over on the sideline, you, see, you, you seemed to see a player who was very disinterested. The body language and the makeup. Now, maybe it's nothing. But if I saw that on network TV broadcast, there's got to be other people, scouts who nitpick and critique every single thing So I think there's some questions that he has to answer about that. He didn't have the best year. He took a little step back. His decision-making was more suspect. His second reaction play success was was significantly less than it was the year before. So he's still number one for me because the, the total package... If you get the guy who we served two years ago, if you get the guy who puts it all together with the traits, you're talking about a guy who can do everything. But I do think there's some questions to ask him. How does he react on a bad football team? How does he react if he's got an offensive line that stinks? If he's got no wide receivers that separate? If his team is getting destroyed 35-7? to Does he have the, that makeup? I think is a question that the way the NFL works, the way scouts think, they saw the same things I saw and probably then some. Now maybe they got the answers that satisfy their questions by talking to, to, to people in the know. But I think it's at least a topic that he's gonna have to have answered. And I think the gap that was once there of really wide, I don't think it's there as much anymore. I still think he's going to be the first quarterback taken, but I don't think the gap is as wide as maybe what we once thought compared to Jaden Daniels and Drake Matt. And who knows, maybe even J.J. McCarthy, the way things are going lately. So that's my tier one. Let's go to my tier two. First, let's talk about what makes up a tier two quarterback prospect for me. It's a day two selection, 20 in the NFL draft. So we're talking round two to round three. In rookie drafts, We're talking a mid-round dynasty rookie pick in one-quarterback leagues. We're talking about a round two dynasty rookie pick in super flex or two-quarterback leagues. We're talking about a guy you can win with, potentially develop into a starting quarterback, but might lack some consistency or just some question marks that have to have answered starter potential or high end backup or spot starter I think that's what you're kind of looking for in this scenario. those are the guys that make up our those are the those are the characteristics that make up our tier two quarterbacks here at Saturday Sunday who is in that tier for this draft class for me it's just two names it's Nix out of Oregon. It's Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington. I think Bo Nix is close to being a tier one guy. And I think Michael Penix is close to being a tier one guy. But I think with how strong the top of the quarterback class is, how strong the wide receiver group is, how strong the offensive tackle group is in this class, I think Bo Nix and Michael Penix probably are day two guys. If one joins the tier one group, I think it's going to be Bo Nix. I think there's less question marks. Less injury concern. More athleticism and second reaction ability. That would put Bo Nix ahead of Michael Paddings Jr. A decade ago, if you wanted the traditional pocket passing quarterback, Michael Paddings might be the first quarterback taken in this draft. But it's a different world. It's a different time if you wanted the traditional guy like a Carson Palmer type, that's Michael Panic. He's got some of the best arm talent in this class. We saw it on display all year. But how does he handle pressure? What ability does he have to overcome pressure? Can he make second reaction plays? Can he make these pros when on the run? Those are the question marks. So for me, I got... Four guys in Tier 1, two guys in Tier 2. Tier 3. What makes up a Tier 3 quarterback prospect? We have it as a vapory NFL selection between the rounds 4 to 6. So it's a kind of a wide range here. We saw a lot of guys go in this area last year in the draft. Teams are looking to find high-end backups. And if they hit the lotto, maybe a starter. In terms of dynasty rookie drafts, these guys are probably watch list guys on the waiver wire if it's a one quarterback league. If it's a super flex or two quarterback league, these guys probably get drafted somewhere in the later rounds and stashed either in a deep roster or on a taxi squad. These are developmental quarterbacks that may have a chance to start in a few years down the line, but teams are looking most likely to develop into backup quarterbacks or third-string quarterbacks with the development to maybe become a backup down the line. The guys that make up my tier three of quarterbacks starts with Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina, Jordan Travis out of Florida State, Joe Milton out of Tennessee, and Michael Pratt out of Tulane. I think the range on these guys, the four guys I just said, will most likely span rounds four through round six in the NFL draft. I think Spencer Rowler will go early round four. I think Michael Pratt might go early round four. I think Jordan Travis with the injury probably go round six. and I think Joe Milton with the development and and, and upside with the development and refinement needed, he probably goes somewhere in round four or round five. But Rattler's intriguing because this is a guy that not that long ago was considered maybe a guy who could be a top overall pick in the NFL draft two years ago. He's got the arm talent. He's got the second reaction playmaking ability. He could improvise. I thought Jordan Travis was very underrated all year. If it wasn't for the injury, Florida State's going to the playoff. I talked a lot about how I liked him more than Jerron Hall. And I thought Jerron Hall was an interesting early day three prospect last year. I thought Jordan Travis was on the trajectory to maybe even be around Riga this year pre-injury. Joe Milton's got elite arm talent to make any pro. Velocity and strength, but a lot of refinement needed in ball placement, accuracy, progression reading, stuff like that. And then Michael Pratt is a guy who I think the NFL likes higher than me. I talked about that on the last pod too. I think they look at him as a guy who they think could be a good backup quarterback and maybe spot starter. I'm not there with him. I'm a little lower on the board. Michael Pratt, I'd take the upside of Rattler, Travis, and Milton over Michael Pratt, but I think the NFL likes him a little bit more than me. And then my tier four, these are late rounds, so round seven, priority free agents or UDFAs in the NFL draft practice squad or third string quarterbacks or guys that we just have limited exposure to right now. the Guys who make up my tier four Devin Leary out of Kentucky he went to the Shrine Bowl to his younger brother Talia Tagalavoa out of Maryland Sam Hartman out of Notre Dame Kaden Slovis out of BYU and Carter Bradley out of South Alabama. I think Leary has a chance to maybe go a little bit higher than I have him here. Once upon a time he was looked at as a round three, round four quarterback when he was at NC State. He's got the arm talent to make any pro. I think he's more of a late round guy. <laughs> to his younger brother, Holia Tagalava out of Maryland. I think he's more of a round six, uh, round seven guy. And then I think Hartman, Slovis, and Bradley are probably priority free agents, practice squad, camp invites. That would be kind of how I set the stage here. If we're talking about guys who could be a tear jumper between now and the NFL draft, I don't I see a scenario where. Tier 1 could expand to 5 by Bo Nix moving up into that J.J. McCarthy range and being a guy that NFL teams want in round 1, are intrigued with in round 1. Guys I respect tremendously, Lance Erline and Matt Wallman, are very high on Bo Nix. Higher than Drake May, probably I think higher than J.J. McCarthy. So they have Bonics very high. I think the, I think there's gonna be some NFL teams that do as well. I have him, like I said, in that early round two range right now, but I think he's going round one. So Bonex could be a tier jumper up into the, into the tier one mix. Spencer Rattler would be my guy from tier three, who could be a tier jumper to tier two. I could see him being a guy who jumps into that second tier, being a guy who goes in the top one hundred. I think Rattler's talent is as good if not better than Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, those type of guys who went round Pere. So I think Rattler could be a tier jumper up. And I think a, a tier four guy who couldn't move into tier Perri would be Devin Leary because he's got the physical traits. Those would be my guys to keep an eye on as tier jumpers. Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, Devin Leary. If anybody moves tiers anytime in the pre-draft process for me, I will share that and update that, not only in notebooks but on the air as well here on the podcast. But that would kind of be where we sit right now. It's a really deep quarterback class. It's got four or five guys we're going to go round one. It's got three or four guys we're going to go top ten. Potentially Bree in the top five. Potentially Puri in the first three picks in the draft. Then you got a good day two group there potentially with Bo Nix and Michael Panix and a wild card maybe like Spencer Rattler. And then you got an interesting couple of guys on day three like Joe Milton or Jordan Travis. So I think it's a really strong quarterback class before it falls off. And there could be some movement tier to tier but probably more just re-ranking in the tiers would maybe like the guys I said who are at the top of a tier could jump into the lower portion of the tier above it. And those names, like I said, would be Bonix, Spencer Rattler, and Devin Leary. The quarterback tiers are usually the easiest one to do because I don't think we're really waiting on too much stuff except just continuing to watch more film. Maybe we see something in some games that we haven't had eyes on yet. So it's easy to kind of break down the quarterback tiers. There's only really about 10 to 12 guys you really feel like are draftable, kind of ranking these tiers. But if there's any fine tuning, if there's movement within the tiers, I will share it for sure on air. It obviously, it'll be updated in real time in the notebooks as well. I have made a tab for the tiers, I have put the detailed description of the tiers in the notebook and what makes up the tiers. And then I've now filled in the quarterback tiers to represent what we just talked about on this show. If you're enjoying this content, if you want access to this stuff in real time, please get over to the website, SSFootball. Fastest and easiest way to get there. Check out the premium content tab, and for $9.99, you get it all. Access to all of our premium content, the scouting notebook, the rankings notebook, and then in, in April, the draft projections notebook. If you have any questions on any of them, you can read the detailed descriptions on the website. You can reach out to me on Twitter, and I will get back to you for sure. Next up, combine preview. whole bunch of recap combine shows before we get back into the tier buster series to finish off the tier buster series with running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Can buy the premium notebooks, please, wherever you listen to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, like us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, just so you know we're we're putting the podcast up there as well. Just so people are on YouTube and prefer to listen to it that way than in their podcast app. So, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, Dave Nicano, and myself, thank you for joining us, and we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.